welcome to your spiritual BFF podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Easter Johnson. Do you ever want to ask all your woo-woo, weird questions to someone, but don't know who to go to? Are you spiritually curious? Well, I'm your girl, here to guide you in all things spirituality, manifestation, crystals, energy healing, and more. Welcome to your awakening. Hi, welcome back to the podcast. I'm really excited about today's episode uh, about hypnosis. This is something, to be quite honest with you, that I've been kept very private to myself um, since I first discovered hypnosis and had a hypnotherapy session about four or five years ago. So let me go back there to kind of explain my journey with hypnosis. And I'm going to talk all about what hypnosis is, what it is not, um, how to use it, and give you a powerful, powerful practice uh, for self-hypnosis at the end. So stay, um, stay to the end for that so that you could even write out the steps or you could um, you know, listen and, and try these steps on your own to do some self-hypnosis. It's incredible like what self-hypnosis has done for me as well as hypnotherapist with hypnotherapy with a hypnotherapist. So I want to talk about what hypnosis is and isn't and then I'm going to tell you a little bit about my first experience. So hypnosis is a powerful tool and it taps into your subconscious mind. Okay, what is in our subconscious mind, right? That's where our belief systems live. We, um, if you've ever seen that image, if you were in, you know, in primary school or even like middle school or high school, and there was like the iceberg image and it was like, you know, don't, don't take advantage or don't, don't take for granted what's underneath the surface. Or maybe it was just like, you know, there's more to you than meets the eye. I don't really know what, what those posters said, um, even after staring them for years and years. But I just remember always seeing, you know, on the top, the imagery shows that there's a block of ice above the surface, above the water, but below is so much more. Think of that as your subconscious. So our conscious brain we're awake for 12, 15 hours a day, whatever, and you're awake, that's your conscious brain. The amount of time, the amount of power of that is only 5% of your brain usage of your conscious mind. So that would be what's above the surface, what you can see, right? We see it, we're aware of it, we're in it all day long. Our subconscious is the other 95% that's actually running the show, both when we are conscious, awake, and both when we are unconscious asleep. So our subconscious powers 95%, 95% of our brain. So it is a huge and crucial component when we talk about habit forming, um, nervous system regulation and nervous system and trauma and beliefs and mindset work and manifestation, right? So 95% of our mind is powered by the subconscious. The subconscious is in control and it's called subconscious. You might hear it be called unconscious because we are often unconscious of it. But when we take time to do things like mindfulness practices, meditation, breath work, um, hypnosis, any of those practices where we're taking a moment to quieten, quieten down, 
the conscious mind, the subconscious is able to then come forward and reveal what really is going on, what beliefs are really powering our life. So, so much of this is unconscious, so subconscious. It's unconscious to us until we make it conscious through these practices. Journaling is another great practice um, that allows your subconscious to come forward and really reveal, well, what are the driving factors of the way I move about my life, the beliefs I have about things in my life, This work changed my life. Learning this information changed my life. And I can't wait to share it with you through the lens of hypnosis. But I talk about subconscious and conscious mind all the time in my daily life, in my coaching sessions, in any work I do with people on Instagram. (laughs) I talk about it a lot. I geeked out for many years over this and studied and read and just consumed so much information about this. It's just incredible. Um... There's a book by Dr. Bruce Lipton that just popped into my head and it's meant to be shared with you. Um, the Biology of Belief. Give that, if, you're, if you want to nerd out on this, I highly recommend that book. So let's go back to hypnosis. Hypnosis is a tool for reprogramming. Goal, it's a goal tool. It's a, reinfor, it's a reinforcing tool. So it supports... Old, it supports empowering new beliefs. So changing and shifting and rewiring our old beliefs to empower new ones. Now let's go back to the brain. We talked about that subconscious and conscious pieces of us. The good news is we have something called neuroplasticity and neuroplasticity allows us to change and shift and like our, our brains in essence are moldable like if you warm up plastic, that's the neuroplasticity. So we're able to change what is happening there. So it's not like whatever you were programmed with ages zero to seven, because fun fact, ages zero to seven is when your subconscious is being formed, when your belief system, your foundational system of your brain, of things on autopilot, of safety, when you're learning about the world, right? Zero to seven, but zero to seven, you are basically a walking subconscious mind brain that's why we say oh kids are sponges because they literally are because we're creating the foundation for their lifetime i'm gonna get my soapbox for a moment because i went to school for child development birth to kindergarten and that's why early childhood you guys is so important and that's where we actually need to be focusing our times and efforts as a society within our governments and in education it is so crucial that we give children birth to age seven the best foundation possible for their lives because they are literally creating foundations for belief systems, for what they value, for um, so much of their education and a beautiful foundation between those ages. So, okay, just wanted to note that um, in my in my uh, area of expertise with that piece um, when we're talking about children. So think about you as a child. What things were you experiencing between the ages of zero and seven? I think about seven years old, you're between first and second grade. So you're five and six in kindergarten here in the States and second grade or first grade, you're, you know, six turning seven. And even in second grade, you might still be seven turning eight. So think about those, those formative years. Think about what was happening for you, what experiences you were have, having, things going, dynamics going on with your family experiences of money around those and around those ages experiences of relationships and family and friendships so as you could see 
many, many things could have gone on at those ages that have created what we now as adults experience in our subconscious, but we're unaware of it. Well, until now, until you are aware of it. And no, we cannot go back and change the past, but we have tools and we have neuroplasticity. It's the amazement of the human body that we can shift these beliefs. We can work through trauma. We can work through things that, and also decide and decide, well, are the things that I learned about jobs and career and money and family and communication between these ages of zero and seven and my beliefs about other people and the world and the humanity, are those beliefs that I really want to keep? Or will I choose to change some of those beliefs? And I think that's when coming into young adulthood is so profound because you begin realizing like, oh, I just believe all this stuff because my family believed all this stuff. Things that how the world worked, about governments, about money, about what it means to have what it means to have success, what it means to have a career, and that's why our 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 teen years and our early twenties are so formative. Because you're still working out what it means for you to be an adult in the world, and often when you become conscious of these things that we're discussing here in this podcast episode, and more, you decide oh. Actually, I'd like to challenge some of those. I'd like to decide what I now believe. I'd like to explore more. And I know that's what you're doing here is getting the opportunity to explore more. And I always say this, you know, periodically on these episodes, but always to my clients, take what resonates and leave the rest. Trust that what is resonating with you is what you're meant to hear. Other things you might toss off to the wayside, not interested, or they may be planting seeds for a future revelation for you. Just trust that. So back to hypnosis, it is not a means to control anybody. Nobody is hypnotizing you to do anything you don't want to do. You cannot be hypnotized to do anything against your will. Okay, so even in a hypnosis, a hypnotherapy session or self-hypnosis or in a hypnosis meditation, there's many, many of those you can find online, an insight timer, the app, wherever, with a coach. It's those are supporting you and anything that is suggested to you that you are inherently not in agreement with, that you do are not in alignment with, that doesn't resonate with you, your brain won't take it on. It, 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 you have still free will. So that's something I'd like to debunk with this um, concept of hypnosis. The other thing is what you see in the Hollywood movies just isn't true. And you might have even seen stage hypnosis and that's, you know, for fun and laughs. And people that are highly suggestible um, are usually chosen for those shows. And that's great fun and entertainment. But that's not what this is either. This is Remember, this is a tool that we're using for reprogramming, for your goals and reinforcing new beliefs. So... That's a little bit about hypnosis, what it is and is not. So let's talk a little bit about my first experience with hypnosis. So it was suggested in a podcast episode I listened to. It was either 2016 or 2017. And I thought, well, that sounds weird because I had seen and been involved in a stage hypnosis before, quite honestly, (laughs) which is so silly and you know, fun and laughable and everything looking back now, especially how I use hypnosis now. So that's like all I had like as a reference besides like what you see in Hollywood of like, oh, you're getting very sleepy and like the swirling, you know, black and white 
spinny thing and then or just like following your eyes and somebody putting like a pendulum in front of you like oh it's swinging back and forth that is actually a way of induction um with hypnotherapy it is a very powerful um way if you're in person during hypnotherapy but the way you see it depicted in movies is just not it like most things in life okay so let's just debunk that right now so but i had some of those like you know beliefs about it. i was like oh this feels strange but you know, I went on about my way and I feel like a few months later it came up again in like another podcast episode or just perhaps in one of the self many self-help books that I got my first year of kind of when all of this began for me of my spiritual awakening and just learning more about myself and discovering me and all of that <laughs> and my identity crisis, trying to figure out all that, just reaching for so many resources. I'm sure I've I stumbled upon hypnosis as a tool many times. And finally, once I had started therapy, uh, it was suggested to me, I told her, you know, I was, I was going to therapy because I was having an identity crisis about leaving my career as a teacher. It was the only career I'd worked for my entire life. I knew I wanted to be a teacher since I was like in first grade, maybe even sooner, seriously. So it was always been my passion. So I was having a real meltdown identity crisis about it. Saw this therapist maybe three times. And the final time she was, you know, throughout the conversations too, we were talking that this is a lot more than just the anxiety of my work, which was extremely stressful working for the public schools here. And there was just so much pressure and it was just not what I thought it was going to be, it was the whole thing of just this, I'm so passionate about this and so passionate about children and mothers and families and education and what's right for chill young children. And a lot of this is not in alignment with that. And that's a real bummer. And also I'm just going to do the best I can while I'm in the school systems, but I want to figure out what to do next because I will not, cannot do this forever. It just would eat me away. So I remember also other things being brought up, you know, about personal life and just trying to get through the anxieties of just what was coming. You know, I was two years out of college trying to figure it out, you know, so other life things were coming up in the therapy sessions, even though I did not intend for that to happen. I just wanted to go to get basically permission to leave this job and try to find like a new job. So all these things started coming up. So on the third session with her, I remember bringing up very emotionally some things that I had gone through as a young person, as a young, um, um, yeah, my teenage years. And so we'd started discussing that. And I remember almost hyperventilating, discussing even the bare minimum of it, because I never talked to anybody about these things before. And so I remember her so beautifully and kindly suggesting a few other ways for me to get support because th this type of therapy was very temporary. I had to find a more permanent therapist. And so she had made some suggestions for me. And then she suggested hypnotherapy. And she's like, I'm not quite sure. Like I haven't done it, but I know many people that have. And so I'm going to give you, you know, a few ideas. And I, I can't remember if she gave me the card of the person or maybe a name or maybe just look up hypnotherapy therapy, period. And so this was like, I don't know, the fourth or fifth time it'd been suggested to me and this time suggested directly to me by, you know, a professional. And so I said, okay, I'll consider that because I was having some real trouble with like trauma resurfacing with flashbacks, um, PTSD, anxiety, panic attacks, and things like that. 
of, of undealt with trauma that, again, I just started scratching the surface with these three sessions. So I found a hypnotherapist and I called her, you know, I was just desperate at this point. I, I thought, you know, with my anxiety was very functional. I was a very functional person, um, very high functioning. And sometimes it was beginning to debilitate me. And I just knew that that's when it was bad enough that I needed to seek other help. So I talked to this hypnotherapist over the phone and we had a discussion about, I was so open with her. I was like, I've got like, I'm like wasting no time. I'm just going to open up, share what's going on with me, share what's coming up for me and tell her like basically what my goals are, like what I would love to see happen. And she was like, okay. And I was like, there's no way, like, there's no way this is going to work. Like, I just wanted like my mind to feel healthy. I had so many racing thoughts, again, PTSD, trauma, anxiety. And I basically just told her like, I want to feel like healthy inside. Like I want my brain to feel healthy. I want to feel calm and at peace. I want to feel safe in my body and in my life and in my experience. And so she used my words in the therapy session, the hypnotherapy session. It was all over the phone. And I had her in, you know, headphones as she was on the call. And she said, you know, even if you fall asleep, that's okay. You might, you might doze off. That's totally normal. Your subconscious is still listening. And that's the thing about sleeping, you guys, like our subconscious is completely forward, which is why sometimes wild dreams happen because we've got a lot living, 95%, remember, a lot living in our subconscious. And oftentimes during our conscious awake time, if we're not taking time to be mindful or go inwards, sleep is often the only time our, our our brains get a chance to rest and our brains get a chance to process what is going on. So if we're not giving ourselves a chance to do that during the day, during the waking hours, it happens at night. So sometimes that's why your sleep can be disturbed or you have really active dreams or you feel like you've got no rest at all because you've given no chance for yourself to do that during the day. So that's just an aside. And hypnotherapy therapy can help with that, but so can the other mindful and meditation practices I mentioned earlier. So I do remember her telling me, you know, I'm going to use your own words, the three suggestions we talked about. I am healthy inside. I am safe and peaceful, I believe, was the other one. And make those suggestions to your subconscious. And you may hear me talking about things like um, like playful things like that children like in the beginning of the session. And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, this is to loosen your subconscious and to let your subconscious like, Hey, it's safe to come forward. We're going to talk about like nonsensical things and not like things in your physical reality, because that what brings your conscious forward. Who do we want to come forward? Your subconscious mind to come forward. So I was like, okay, that sounds bizarre. She might be talking about unicorns and fairies and rainbows and just kid stuff. Um, but I understand it now because it really does loosen your conscious and make your and um, invite your conscious subconscious to come forward. So I remember about the first ten minutes, and it was supposed to last I don't know forty five minutes I think over the phone. And she said at the end, you know, we we aren't going to talk. I'm if you're asleep, I'm just going to hang up. And at the end, if you are awake though and, and would like to. Um, you know, mention or, or speak, it's fine. But what I'll do is I'll hang up at the end, you relax and just go about your day and your week normally and just see what shifts you notice. And that's exactly what happened. I remember about the first 10 minutes and I believe I fell asleep. But here's the thing. When you get into hypnosis, it is so deeply relaxing. Actually, they say 15 minutes of hypnosis is worth equivalent to two hours of sleep. I mean, seriously, that is 
deep and it allows you to like rest like you haven't rested ever before so it's deeply relaxing and you might even feel like warm sensations during it and uh, like a true desire not to move like you feel heavy and that's part of the induction too like the first parts that I remember is her basically supporting me and like getting into like a more meditative state because you're in that theta brainwave state and you're again it's allowing your conscious to relax and your subconscious to come forward, relax into your body, be really present. And yeah, just like be able to go deep, right? And not this like monkey brain, not this chatter, 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 chatter brain. And again, at this point in my life, y'all, like I was that chatter, chatter, chatter brain so much so, so active that like I was always like on the verge, I don't know, if like just having a meltdown or anxiety attack. So this can work even for the person that has a, a very active mind if if you consider yourself maybe hyperactive or you know with can't you know ADD or anything like that I I do I did not experience that per se but I felt like I did in my mind so um yeah even the most active minded person can can benefit from this if it resonates with you right so I remember just the beginning of it and she was doing like some counting down and you know she would say like okay 2019 18 and then she'd pause and say you're getting you're getting your body's feeling heavier you're sinking into the couch beneath you and I was lying down by the way with my eyes closed and that was part of it too you keep your eyes open to a certain extent and then they start to flutter shut like it really does begin to start relaxing you and her voice is very soothing and then before I knew it I was like awake but it didn't feel like this is the thing I'm pretty sure I said I'm pretty sure I fell asleep it also, I kind of believe that part of me is was just so relaxed that my conscious mind totally like got a full rest and my subconscious was able to come forward. But I feel like I was still awake a little bit, but I was totally like my eyes were closed and everything. Because when I quote unquote woke up, when she when the call was over and she just like gently paused and like hung up, and I feel like I remember seeing the phone like being hung up. So like, I just knew like my body knew when it was over. And I remember just kind of like gently opening my eyes and becoming aware of like, you know, I'm here at my house. Again, this is over the phone and I'm awake and I'm looking around. I'm stretching my body. I didn't feel tired. I didn't feel like I just had a nap. You know what I mean? Uh, Well, for me. So I'm not a person that naps unless I'm sick or did not get enough sleep the night before. Um, So very, very rarely am I a napper. I'm not I'm not a napper <laughs> normally. And this was like a day after, like just like a regular Tuesday, a day after school. Cause I'd been, again, I was teaching at the time. So I wasn't sleepy. It was like, I slept poorly. So I will usually, if I, if I do take a nap, if I'm sick or if, again, if I didn't sleep um, well the night before, even if I nap and it feels like good to be able to nap, I'll still wake up and feel groggy AF every single time. I don't know that I've ever taken a nap during the day and woken up and felt like, ooh, chipper, ready to go. I'm just like groggy, like, oh, why did I just do that? Or like, okay, I actually feel better that I did that, but I'm still groggy and I need to like lay here and wake up. So with this, I opened my eyes, becoming aware, took a stretch. And I, again, I felt like I'd been awake the whole time, but also hella rested. I don't know how to explain. That's what I'm saying. I don't actually know that I was fully asleep. I cannot confirm that I was 100% asleep. I think I was just so relaxed that I, but I don't remember anything really that was said. Um, and again, you want to do this with a trusted person. There's li- licensed hypnotherapists and all of that. Um, don't go with, with anything that doesn't align for you. 
And that's where self-hypnosis could come into play. I'm going to teach you how to do that in just a moment. So I woke up, went about my day like normal, like, okay, interesting. Like, I feel a little different. Like, I feel hopeful. And that could just be, you know, the placebo effect of having just had the session. Like, I feel hopeful. I feel excited. I feel rested because, again, 15 minutes of hypnotherapy equals two hours of sleep. (laughs) And so we had done this for like 45 minutes. So what is that? Six hours, the equivalent of six hours of sleep. So I I just started noticing for over the next few days, the obsessive thoughts that I was having, the specific flashbacks connected to my trauma were not happening. And I had not experienced relief like this ever. That's what I have to describe it as, relief, relief. So if this is something that you resonate with and what I'm saying is like, oh my God, I wish I could have that. This could be a tool that it it could change your life because I'm telling you guys, it changed my life. I was becoming so not functional. Like I would be doing normal things, even autopilot things, okay? Walking on the treadmill, driving to work, going for a walk, run um, in the middle of my school day. And I would have like r- literally like a post-traumatic stress response, and a flashback, or I would zone out and like be having, um, like a free, you know, it's fight, fight, flight, fright, or flight, wait, fight, flight, or freeze response, like your nervous system, it would be like freeze for a moment. And then it would be like, oh my God, I would like come zone back to where I was and be like, oh my God, like I need, like I need to get the hell out of here. I would be in like that fight or flight then after coming out of freeze. So my nervous system was shot to say the least. So, but I didn't have any of that information about like nervous system regulation and support and all of that. I barely had even acknowledged that this was trauma. So I was often in this like intense, intense state of survival in my mind, even though like it didn't seem like that to people that knew me because like, I again, I was very, very high functioning. I was like able to function very, very well and deal with it until I just couldn't anymore, which is when I turned to to this modality and therapy and my spiritual awakening actually begun. Even another example of how um, my unacknowledged trauma was controlling me under the surface without me even knowing it was I'd be on my way to work at 6.15, between 6.15 and 7.15 in the morning, depending on how early I got to the school that day. And I, there was hardly any traffic on the road at that time of day, even though, you know, it can get pretty hectic around here um, by like 7, 7.30. But that early in the morning, you know, no traffic. I'm not experiencing that. And I'm on the highway and it's the same route I take to work every day. So this is on autopilot. And fun fact, when you're driving, you're in a state of hypnosis. When you are watching TV or a movie or a show or YouTube or an Instagram or TikTok, a reel, you are in a state of hypnosis because your subconscious mind is forward, your eyes are fixed, it, your subconscious is coming forward and it's taking suggestions, which is why you can be so affected by the media you consume, okay? So anytime it's an, an autopilot situation or anything like that, you are in a hypnotic state, including being on social media, on your phone, TV, which is why it can be so hard to stop. It can be so hard to turn off the phone. It can be so hard to like not watch another episode. It can be so hard to, for little kids, think about it. If you've ever babysat, if you ever nanny, if you have a kid of your own and they're having some iPad time, they, it can be 
impossible to tear their eyes away. It's not that they're so engaged in the show. I mean, it could be that too, that they are engaged in the show, right? Or whatever they're watching. But it's they are in a hypnotic state. Their eyes are locked. Their mind, their conscious mind is not forward. Their subconscious is forward. And they are in a hypnotic state. That's why it's so important for, for you guys to be, you know, again, back to the early childhood piece of me just has to talk about this. It's so important for us to be aware what we are consuming, what our children are consuming, because you are in a hypnotic state. When you're in that hypnotic state, your subconscious is taking suggestions, which governs 95% of your thinking, your beliefs, the way you live about the world, what shows up in your life. Because what is in our subconscious is what we choose to see in our reality, meaning our subconscious takes suggestions and beliefs and creates them in our world, which is why going into our subconscious and changing and shifting our beliefs and challenging our mindset and really working on deciding what is ours and what is others and what we choose to believe and what we don't about the world and people and money and jobs and happiness and whatever is so crucial. It's so crucial. So just wanted to, excuse me, tap on that just for a moment. And so let's talk a little bit about, so that was my, I meant to finish that that story up. That was my version, my first hypnosis with hypno, my experience with hypnotherapy And it literally changed my life. Like I can still say confidently to this day, I do not get those flashbacks anymore. I did not experience not being safe in my body again. I was way more peaceful than I'd ever experienced, especially with the specific flashbacks that I was challenged with that was coming up over and over and over again related to my trauma. I wasn't having those flashbacks where I didn't feel safe in my home, in my body, in my mind. It was so much unresolved things. So then what could happen? Because this is not what I want to be clear. This is not a spiritual bypassing tool, meaning you don't just go to hypnotherapy and all of your trauma and all of the abuse or all of the crap you've been through in your life and all of the beliefs or whatever are magically solved and healed and done and you're amazing and all you had to do was be hypnotized and you're good to go. That is 100% not what I'm saying. But so let me explain. After I was able then to not have these flashbacks, not experience the anxiety, the debilitation that I was experiencing, oh, what I was telling you was when I was on my ride, my ride to work one day, 6.15, 6.30 in the morning, no traffic on the road, on the highway, on autopilot, I miss my exit and I don't realize it until three miles past my exit. Now, this is something I did every day for an entire school year. Same way, same time, no difference except for my inner experience. My mind had started racing. I started experiencing a flashback. I started remembering the trauma and it was being brought up. My nervous system was highly activated and I went into this autopilot mode and it it was three miles past my exit that I realized, oh shit, I missed my exit. What the hell is happening? And I remember getting off, turning around, going back up. And I just remember crying on my way to work of like, I cannot live like this anymore. I cannot live with this debilitating anxiety, with this unresolved shit. I didn't even know what it was. Like, I didn't even have the words except to say that I suffered with anxiety. And I knew that I was meant for more. And I knew that I needed help. So that was the turning point for me. That moment of, holy shit, I, something that I... And my thought was too, 
If I am missing details like this on my drive to work, something I do every morning on autopilot, because again, you're in a state of hypnosis on your, when you're driving, what the hell am I missing during my day? I mean, yes, my conscious mind is, is much more active during my day of teaching and during you know, a regular work day because I've got so many responsibilities. But that actually just added on to when you're coming to work already with an activated nervous system that's in fight or flight, that's in trauma response, and then you're adding stressor on stressor on stressor on top of it, pressure on pressure on pressure, problems on problems on problems, recipe for disaster. And I just knew I couldn't live like that anymore. So eventually I took my leave. Um, after I finished, took my leave. That made me seem like I quit my job and or asked for, <laughs> that's not what happened. I mean, I just, I decided to leave teaching. So I finished out the school year, decided not to go back. Um, you know, everybody in my family was shocked, but you know what, after I did this hypnotherapy session, which was around the same time I left teaching, I suddenly was able to become more aware of my mindset. Then I was able to start doing the inner work. Before I was such in a trauma response, if I even if I wanted to, which I did, I had started kind of this manifestation work, inner healing, and all of this mindset stuff. <laughs> I couldn't because I was so activated. My nervous system was in a state of survival. I was in survival mode and you really, it's really difficult to do the inner work from that, that place, which is why these tools to support you, which is why I'm such an advocate of therapy. I'm such an advocate of that and really acknowledging trauma. And I'm such a, such an advocate of nervous system regulation, nervous system education, because I wish I would have known that at the beginning of my journey it would have explained so much that nothing is wrong with you. But there's so much more you could be doing to support yourself and help yourself and like learn why things are happening the way they're happening. Yeah, you might have some wounds. You might have got got beat up and cut up and 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 mis misused and abused and all the things in your life. But that doesn't mean anything's wrong with you. But it can feel like that because you've been programmed to believe that that's true, which is why these tools are so helpful. Again, while well, I'm a huge advocate of, of therapy, even so I'm a coach, which a lot of people, um, you know, somebody called me a counselor one time. I said, I want to make it really clear that, you know, this is not therapy. It's, it's much different. And I believe coaching is complementary. I believe energy healing is complementary to any therapy you may be receiving. And so I, you know, was in therapy from that moment on the best decision of my life. But with this hip, I was a regular therapy, like talk therapy, you know, and I did EMDR, which is another thing I can talk about in another podcast episode. If you're interested, um, let me know. You can email me or find me on Instagram, Hannah Johnson Coaching, or email me at hello at hannahjohnsoncoaching.com. But I did um, what's called EMDR therapy, which also changed my life and supported me with processing my trauma and getting out of this survival brain that I was absolutely stuck in, that was absolutely in a spiral with and my subconscious, my all parts of me, my nervous system, all of it, physiologically, psychologically, my it was being brought up. By the way, it's 444 right now. <laughs> Angel numbers, if you need a confirmation of something. All of this was being brought up because I was ready. And I didn't feel like I was ready. I didn't know that I was ready. And I sure as hell didn't know what was ahead for me. But I just took the next right step as... Anna from Frozen 2 would say, <laughs> just took the next right step, even though I was grieving, even though it was difficult, even though I was like, what the F is happening to me? 
identity crisis, processing trauma. It was so emotional, so difficult at times. But this piece of hypnotherapy allowed the perfect foundation for me so I could get out of that survival mode. So I could start reprogramming really, really, really traumatic beliefs that I had about myself as a human person. And I was able to have a more peaceful inner experience and feeling safe in my body and feeling healthy in my mind with my mental health. So I was able to get to a place of a little bit more baseline, right? And I was able to, at that point, then start a beautiful foundation for the inner work. So again, this is not a spiritual bypass tool. This is a tool for you to begin, yes, powerfully reprogramming your beliefs, reinforcing positive beliefs and and goals, but it is not to bypass any of the inner work that gets to be done that is so lovingly being brought up by your brain, your body, your nervous system, your soul for you to begin healing. But this can be a stop, a step in your healing journey and a great tool. So let me talk a little bit about self-hypnosis now, um, self-hypnosis now. And again, thank you for listening to this episode. And if you've listened thus far, and it was a lot of storytelling and maybe it was even a little sporadic I've, uh, to be vulnerable, I've, I felt a little nervous about sharing this and I haven't up until now. I've actually um, mentioned it maybe four or five times on my Instagram stories of like, being an advocate for therapy and then, you know, kind of sprinkling in there, like you might want to try hypnotherapy or, you know, there's a lot of great meditations that are, um, effectively, you know, basically are, 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 are there. Sorry. Let me try again. I'm getting nervous. I can tell. (laughs) Um, so I'm gonna take a few deep grounding breaths. So there are a lot of meditations out there that are essentially hypnosis, And for instance, I was a part of Lacey Phillips' um, membership for a long time. It's called To Be Magnetic on Instagram. And she's got a very different way of talking about um, manifestation and such. And I was a part of that for about a year. And all of her quote-unquote meditations are hypnoses. And they're very, very deep. They're very, very, they're all about reprogramming. They're all about rewiring. And she does come from like a neuro, like, like a neuroplasticity, um, you know, scientific backed research with a lot of her work. So I just wanted to suggest that. And there's a lot of, you know, insight timer has a lot of things that are hypnosis. Just use your discretion, right? You don't want to do one that it's like not in alignment with you. If you don't know the person that's doing it, I don't know. I just say use your discretion with that. But I would even suggest that a lot of meditations are truly hypnosis. If it's a guided meditation, that person, even with mine, right? So if you listen to any of my um, Meditation Monday episodes here on the podcast, you eventually, if you get into that theta brainwave state, you eventually are, your subconscious is forward. So as I'm guiding you through, yes, a visualization or maybe asking questions to prompt your subconscious to show you what is underneath the surface, that's effectively a hypnosis, right? It's about making suggestions to your subconscious, it's about making suggestions to, of questions that bring up what you need to process and it gives your brain and body and mind and heart and soul a chance to bring up what is being hidden underneath the surface of go, go, go all day long in your conscious mind, right? Okay, so self-hypnosis is deeply relaxing and I'm gonna talk about a few things you might experience during self-hypnosis so that you know it's completely normal. This is something you can do all by yourself. So you might wanna take a few notes if that's helpful to you. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know, okay, this is step one and this is all the steps um, later on. You know, these are the steps so you can so you know when to start making notes. But just to normalize a few things. 
feeling deeply relaxed, a desire not to move, all completely normal. You might feel sensations in your body, tingling, warmth, heaviness, right? And eyelid fluttering. Eyelid fluttering is very normal with this. And I do want to give a little shout out to my coach from this past summer, Rachel Alice, who um, introduced me to self-hypnosis with this specific style. I had done self-hypnosis with guided meditations only before, guided um, hypnoses, and of course the hypnotherapy session I mentioned in the beginning of the episode. But this particular style I learned from Rachel Alice. Um, I took her course called Launch Your Aligned Business Academy, which was incredible, by the way. So shout out to Rachel. Um, But this is um, what I learned through Rachel's course. There was a module about reprogramming and self-hypnosis and using self-hypnosis. So this was inspired by learning that from her course. So I wanted to give her a shout out. So those are some things I wanted to normalize. And here's what you're going to do. And you might want to take a few notes on this. This is not the process to actually get started um, to for the hypnosis. This is the process before you start the self-hypnosis. Super simple. Literally anyone could do this. Do not be overwhelmed by this because there is four or five, ten, ten, not ten. There's about four or five steps, okay? But to get started first, well, you want to identify one or two goals or maybe even a couple of new beliefs that you want to reprogram and rewrite. So say there's things coming up about your body. Get out a notebook, get out your journal and start writing, you know, what's coming up for you and start asking the question to yourself. You may even prompt yourself with, if I could believe anything about my body or my relationship with my body, what would it be? What would I ideally and create like an affirmation, a sentence of sorts, not too long. Okay. Keep it nice and short, concise to the point, And it should make you feel something exciting inside. Maybe your third chakra, like there's a surge of energy in your third chakra and it confirms hell yes is the one. Maybe it's a heart opening. Maybe it's just a great sensation. You're like, yep, this is it. So I'll share with you one of the first one I used and it's sitting here next to my bed that I kept on a sticky note after I decided, yep, this is the affirmation through some journaling, trying to get to what, which one was really resonant with me because I wanted to do some self-hypnosis about my business. I, mine says, I am worthy and good enough to have the business of my dreams. Maybe you replace that with, I am worthy and good enough to have the body of my dreams, the relationship of my dreams, the relationship with food of my dreams the bank account of my dreams. So it could be anything. I just wanted to give that example that I use for my business that is so powerful and has completely come true in just a few short weeks. I'm going to talk to you about that in just a second. So identify one or two goals, or maybe it's, you know, maybe it's a specific goal that you have in mind with getting a raise at work or to um, go on so many dates or to meet somebody great or what else could it be about? Any, you know, anything in your life, or maybe you want the acceptance to a certain school that you're looking to go to, whatever it is, identify those, that goal or those new beliefs, and you're going to create that affirmation for each one. So I recommend starting with one or two, one or two goals or new beliefs that you want to rewire. Starting with one or two, you can go up to probably three at a time, I would say, each each little hypnosis, self-hypnosis session you do, and begin creating a mental image of what that's going to look like, feel like for you when it's coming to fruition, like as if it's happening now. So maybe you see it in your mind like a movie. And if you're not, if you're struggling with visuals, that's okay. Maybe you experience it like a conversation or a feeling or you're seeing the end result. 
really allowing your feelings to get involved here. Your subconscious loves, loves, loves communicating in feelings, loves communicating in as if it's happening, which is why I told you when I did a hypnotherapy session over the phone, my hypnotherapist said, okay, there could, I'm going to be talking about things that might be feel a little childish or wild or fantastical because it gets your subconscious prime to start receiving the feeling of things, right? So create that mental image. So you might be doing that through journaling. You might be just taking a moment to kind of think about it. Like, oh, yeah, this feels really good. So here's the process. And I recommend you make some notes for yourself here. So the process, and some people say to set a timer for five or 10 minutes, that's up to you. I did the first few times I did that. And then I just found like I didn't need it. I just set the intention that I'm going to do this one for five minutes. I'll do the other one for five minutes and your body just kind of knows. So that's up to you. So the first step is to, you're going to keep your eyes open and you're fixing your eyes like on the ceiling or like, like you're looking up to the, your eyebrows. So you're like, you're looking up to the ceiling, you know, your head's not thrown back. So your head's like normal and you could be lying down, sitting down, whatever you choose. So fixing your eyes to the ceiling, eyes open. And you'll feel your eyelids start to become heavier. So keep looking up towards your eyebrows and you're going to count down from 20. So 20, 19, 18, 17, and so on. Five, four, three, until you get to one. And your eyes might start fluttering. They might start feeling heavy. And you'll be closing your eyes at one. So close your eyes at one. So the next step is just about breathing easily. You're breathing normally. And the next step, you're going to begin repeating your first affirmation. So I like to have mine on a sticky note by as I was doing it by my bedside table because I like to do the self-hypnosis in bed. So I had mine there and I reminded myself of it, read it, read it again and again and again before I got started. So I was familiar. That's why it should be short. And begin repeating your first affirmation over and over and over again in your mind. If you want to do it out loud, you can, but it really works well in your mind. That's fine too. And then the next step is to create a mental imagery that supports this new belief, that supports this goal. What will it look like? Ideally, let yourself really go there and support with emotion. Really tap into how do you feel in this place? How do you feel achieving what you want? How does it feel to have the business of your dreams? What does that worthiness feel like to you? What does it look like day to day? How are you talking to people? How are you showing up in the world differently? What are the physical things around you? Show yourself um, in that mental imagery, enjoying the thing that your your goal is or your manifestation or, or this new belief, okay? And then after about five minutes with that one, you can repeat the same process with the second goal or you could do one at a time. But the next, if, you, if you're doing two, you know, if you wrote down two affirmations, two goals to do this with, You'll be doing that visualization and keep repeating it. Keep repeating that first affirmation over and over and over again as you see it. I'm worthy and good enough to have the business of my dreams. See some visualization. Get some feelings and emotions going. Say it again in your mind. Again and again and again. And like I said, I would do that for about five minutes. If you have a second or a third one, repeat the steps again. You can still keep your eyes closed if you remember. If not, you need to open them to look at the sticky note or whatever journal You want to do the process again, count down 20 to 1 with your eyes up, 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 looking up. They'll start fluttering shut. You close your eyes once you get to 1 and you breathe easily and repeat your affirmation over and over again, creating that mental imagery and supporting it with emotion. 
And when you're done, done, you're ready to complete it. And you feel again, your body kind of knows like, okay, we're doing this for five or 10 minutes. Your body knows you'll start counting down from one to five to come out and back to your conscious awakened state. So you'll count one, two, three, four, five, and your eyes are open and you are awake. Okay, so those are the steps, right? So that was not me taking you through a guided meditation would not be that fast. That was just me wanting to give you the steps so that you know what this is going to look like. And if this would be a value to you to have in a like a video format, um, and if you guys are interested in that, I'm happy to make that. And I could, you know, I could make it like a private YouTube video and you know it it could be something and you could purchase the guide with it so what I would do I was considering doing this if you're interested let me know and I'd be happy to create it if a couple of you reach out so it could be an ongoing offer of just like $33 which is what my workshops cost so I could either do a full workshop on this or I could create a guide that gives you all of these steps gives you all the information about hypnosis so be a downloadable pdf and within that pdf would be a link that would take you to a private youtube video where I would be sharing all this information live on camera and kind of show you exactly what this looks like Um, but I think it's pretty simple just in general like what you've learned from this beautiful um, podcast episode today all about hypnosis I feel like I could talk about it forever Um, I know this podcast is a little bit of a longer one so if you got to this place thank you so much for listening thank you so much for allowing me to share my experience and be really vulnerable and yeah I think I just I I was like you know people aren't going to get this I made up stories about what people were going to say if they found out that I had used hypnotherapy, that it was weird or silly or wow, she's really gone to extremes. But it provided me with so much healing at the beginning of my journey that I don't care anymore. Like I want others to know about it that may struggle with trauma, may struggle with anxiety, may struggle with PTSD or abuse, that this can be incredibly powerful to support you with that. Again, with support of a therapist too. Like I don't encourage any of these on their own exclusively I'm not saying this is the magic bullet and this thing is going to heal you you know this isn't I'm not a snake oil salesman I love just giving tools that have supported me because I know it can support other people and yes I am a highly suggestible person which means that I can be hypnotized very very easily but I also have a very very I think it's the Aquarian in me I have a very very active mind I tend to intellectualize like a lot of my emotions and feelings and overthink things sometimes So I also have that going for me. So I know this can work for you. I know this can work for people. So if you feel drawn to do it, um, definitely try the self-hypnosis. And you can always look up hypnotherapists in your area. Go with the vibe that you're getting from that person. Ask for a consultation. Ask for a 15, 20-minute conversation on the phone. Ask for a consultation in person. There's so many great ones out there. And I just can't say enough about this beautiful tool. And if anything about the self-hypnosis practice that I just um, took you through is confusing or you're not sure, please reach out to me. If you try hypnotherapy or self-hypnosis here, even with this practice I gave you, please reach out to me and tell me. I'd love to hear how it supported you in, in your own unique journey. And you can email me at hello at hannahjohnsoncoaching.com or at, uh, on Instagram at Hannah Johnson Coaching. I would love to hear from you. And again, if you guys are interested in me creating like a mini course on this with a video and like a PDF um, uh, outlining everything, please message me as well because I would love to put a resource out there that I that you guys can find of value and return to over and over and over and over again. You can screenshot the steps, keep it on your phone when you're in bed and be like, oh, I want to do that self-hypnosis thing, but I can't remember. Or if you want to like rewatch the video or... Um, 
Again, find a have a PDF resource for you and screenshot on your phone and have it downloaded on your phone, whatever. I would love to do that. So let me know if that's something you're interested in. And if, if enough people, if a couple people reach out to me, I'd be happy to do it even just for a few people. That's what I always say with my work. Like that's how I started my podcast. If like even if one person hears this and is touched by it or receives what they need from it, like this is a success in my opinion. That's that's how I started my Instagram, guys. Like it was just literally that like I was just posting things that were interested of me and then I was like, you know what? This is seems silly to share or it's very vulnerable, but if it helps one person, I'm pleased with it. It is a success in my eyes. So that's how I feel about this as well. So if one person or a couple people reach out, I'd be happy to make that. Um, yeah, I hope you learned something today. I hope maybe you go out and do your own research again. Never take my, just my word for it. Go out and explore it for yourself. See what comes of it for you. I just know how powerful this has been for me. And the one that I just gave the example of, it's still in my bedside table. That was from like seven months ago. I am worthy and good enough to have the business of my dreams. I think I did self-hypnosis with that one, guys, like maybe for a week. And I felt it in my bones after that. It was like a part of me. It was in my blood. Like that's how deep it became ingrained in me because I had done that subconscious work with it simply by the self-hypnosis piece. And of course I would journal up any any resistance that came up, but I did. That's what I want to say. I'm so glad I, I didn't forget to say this at the end of the episode here with self-hypnosis. Like it can't just be done one time and you're done with everything. Okay, I'm going to give that caveat because again, I just explained to you that I did that self-hypnosis over, or I did a hypnotherapy session with a hypnotherapist over the phone one time and it changed my life. Yes, that is possible for you too with self-hypnosis. But for things that are really, really ingrained and because you're doing it on your own without the help of a hypnotherapist with the self-hypnosis piece, it could take a couple of times. But the more you do it, the more your subconscious recognizes it as truth. And the reprogramming gets to be simple. It gets to be easeful. It gets to be in your favor. So again, I think I did this one about my business, re, you know, um, ingraining this belief in me like a week, maybe two weeks, like once, once a night or once every other night. It gets to be that simple with some of this stuff, okay? So if you come up on any challenges with this, you have any questions, please let me know. But give it a go. Try it several times. Put a sticky note on the side of your bedside. That reminded me to do it. Here's another piece that people tell me. This is a great tool, Hannah, but I keep forgetting. I keep forgetting to try it. Write your affirmation. Do the 15 minutes, 20 minutes of journaling to get clear on what you're working on, what's coming up for you, what you want to rewrite or a goal. Get really clear with that crystal clear sentence and affirmation. And write it on a sticky note, put it on your bedside table. You'll sit every night when you go to bed and you'll be reminded. And you'll know, you'll be like, okay, yeah, this is a good night for it. You'll say, you know what, tomorrow, I feel exhausted. This is not the good time. And if you fall asleep during hypnosis, that's okay too. See, I forgot to to note this stuff. So thank you for (laughs) for sticking on to listen. I should have um, mentioned that because I, when I do these episodes, guys, it's just stream of consciousness. So I don't edit these. And sometimes I'll have notes in front of me like I did with this one because I wanted to remember all the steps to share with you. But I didn't take notes about some of like the reminders <laughs> for this work that you might have questions about. So if you fall asleep, that's okay. It's normal. You don't have to go, oh my gosh, I got to do it over again. And I need to count down five, four, three, two, one, or one, two, three, four, five to get out of the hypnosis. No, 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 it's fine. I fall asleep probably 50% of the time. That's why I said you can set a timer if you want to. Otherwise, you don't need to. That's totally up to you. I stopped doing I did that in the beginning. And then I was like, okay, I don't like this. Uh, my body just kind of knows when it's time and it wakes itself up. 
if I'm not ready to go to sleep. But I really, I've used this to put myself to sleep many, many times because it is so relaxing. <laughs> and how awesome is it that you are falling asleep? Because it's crucial. Like the fir- the minutes, the the minutes between falling asleep when you're still sort of kind of conscious and you're not, that it can be the most powerful time to do this work because you're so highly suggestible and your subconscious mind is beginning to come forward because you are falling asleep. So it's actually the perfect time to do it, but you can do it in the middle of your day also, which is why I think the benefit of setting a timer can be helpful if you're in the middle of your day or if it's before dinner or something or right after dinner and you don't want to go to sleep at six. But I like to do it right before bed and it kind of primes my subconscious to be doing that work and these and affirming that all night long and kind of focusing on it all night long. And I just feel like it's so much more powerful. Okay, I hope those are the last notes that I had. If I remember anything else, I'll make notes in the um, notes section of the podcast. So you can scroll down, see if I, if I left anything out, if you want to read what I had to say about the episode. Otherwise, reach out if you do this and it's a success for you. If you see a hypnotherapist, I'd love to hear your experience. And yeah, let me know how it changed your life because it certainly changed mine. So if it resonates with you, trust that. Do the next right thing. Follow the breadcrumbs in front of you. And again, thank you so much for being here.